Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women. Your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. This rolls off the tongue. Um, today, we're talking about how to make the texting guy want to talk, uh, which is tricky because he doesn't want to talk. That's why he's texting. But we're going to talk about possible ways to encourage him to communicate in a healthier fashion. Before I get into that, I want to remind you that I am currently offering a special gift just for people who are listening to the Love You podcast. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash free dash trial, and I will give you two weeks free in Love You, specifically videos to help you get over the pain in your past, date with confidence and optimism, and uh, get your groove back. Uh, over a thousand people have gone through Love You and graduated with honors and are feeling really good about themselves. You can too. Try out the first two weeks for free. Um, so I want to talk about uh, the fact that texting is ubiquitous, right? Um, I remember reading, and forgive me if you've heard me cite this before, uh, I only have so many things in my bag of tricks. For phones, the number six use of a phone is the phone. I find that fascinating, right? It's like number one is texting, and number two is reading the internet, and number three is email, and number four is uh, the alarm clock, and right? all these apps. Actually calling people on the phone is the number six use of a phone. Um, and it is what it is, right? We're not going to put that genie back in the bottles. Uh, smartphones are, are, are ubiquitous, and they're important, and they connect us. Uh, they're a bit addicting. Um, and sort of like any new technology that, that gets introduced, we were able to live without it forever before, and now it's almost like, you know, we really can't imagine our lives without it. You know, you leave your house without your, your phone, you're like, I gotta go home. Like, I can't, I, I can't be without my cell phone. I can't be untethered for a couple of minutes. So, my bias, of course, is that I'm, I'm 44. I'm Generation X. I grew up in the 80s. I first got the internet in 97. My first email address was 97. I got my first iPhone in 2007 along with everybody else. And I met my wife in January of 2007. So I never used texting as a primary form of communication. Um, it was never, it was in addition to, but it was not my preferred. Uh, I, I don't know if I aged out of it or something, but these days I text mostly back and forth with my wife regarding, regarding errands and groceries and household chores. Uh, I use it to make plans with guy friends. Guys don't, as I said, guys don't always like to talk on the phone. Uh, maybe I talk a little trash about fantasy football. Um, but for the most part, um, I'm, at my business, I'm a landline guy. Um, and I don't use texting as a primary form of communication. Um, and the problem is most people do. Uh, they use it as the primary way, A, to get to know someone, and B, to, to stay in touch. And the problem is, and you've already experienced this, both fall woefully short. Right? Texting is not a way to get to know someone. Um, it takes a very long time to exchange information in one or two line bursts or emojis. And staying in touch with someone, yeah, it's convenient, but uh, a relationship between two partners, boyfriend, girlfriend, requires more than texting. And that's not just my old man Generation X opinion. Um, consider some of the questions I've received on my blog over the past decade. 
I'm not going to post it all here, but feel free to Google any of these titles because I've written about this extensively. How to make a guy call instead of texting you. Why do guys send text messages to keep in touch? Should I text him? Why won't my boyfriend text me back? My constant text messaging has driven my boyfriend away. These are questions that I've answered on my blog, just like Dear Abby, over the past X number of years. Right? And it's, it's addressing a societal dilemma. There are people, I happen to be a coach for women, I don't know if men feel the same way, there are women who feel completely disconnected from the guy they're supposedly seeing or dating because the only way he'll keep in touch is via text. Instead of me giving you my old man talk, um, I wanted to quote from an article that, uh, about texting that I read on Elite Daily, which I'm pretty sure is a millennial site. Maybe millennials could correct me on this one. Uh, I've retitled it because there were five things. I've retitled it, Four Reasons Texting is the Death of Communication. Uh, that's not the original title, but that's the way I feel. Four Reasons Texting is the Death of Communication. Number one, the lack of important nonverbal communication cues. I'm an extrovert. Um, these guys might not know it. The highlight of my week is being around other people. Otherwise, I'm sitting in my room talking. <laughs> I'm typing by myself. Um, there's something to be said for in-person communication, and you know it, right? Anybody who defends texting, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not going to eliminate texting, but we all know that being in person with someone, there's no substitute. So if we were to make a, make a, a map of intimate forms of, of communication, maybe we'd have sex at the top where, where your bodies are completely intertwined, but then we would have some form of in-person uh, conversation, and then we'd probably have a phone call, and then maybe we'd have a, or a Skype call, like a video Skype call or something like that, because you could see the person and talk to them. Then we'd have a phone call, and then we'd have probably email because you could write lengthier. And then at the very bottom, you'd probably have a text in terms of, of intimacy length. It is the difference between, at least at this point in time, uh, Facebook and Twitter, right? Uh, you know, if you're restricting yourself to 140 characters, there's really only so much you can say. It's more, it's more haiku uh, than it is real conversation. So. Um, the lack of important nonverbal communication skills, so much is conveyed when you see someone. Um, and how do you know this? Because if you've ever had a, a, an argument with someone via text and seen it gone bad, that's why, right? Because things are, are, are misinterpreted, there's no tone, there's no body language, there's no eye contact, like, you know, tiny things where I could type one thing and say the exact same thing to you, and when I type it, I sound like an asshole, but when I say it to you in person, you can understand that I care for you and I, I, I'm on your side and I'm determined to solve this problem. And in a text that just sits there in front of you while you, you know, or you're, where you're waiting for an answer, we'll get to that later, um, you, can, you can interpret it any way you want. So texting is rife with misinterpretation. Um, there's, you know, all those, I don't know if they're made up statistics, you know, 80%, 90% of communication is nonverbal. As a very verbal person, I find that a little hard to believe, but um, at the end of the day, there's something to be said for being in person or at least looking at someone to convey something. It is more intimate. And in fact, um, I think I'm going to start doing my coaching calls. I've always done them on the phone. I think I'm going to start doing them via Skype because I do think it's more intimate. And that's a change that I'm making based on all this research that I'm doing um, to feel closer to my clients. I, I want to see them. Number two, the different ways men and women value texting. Um, 
I hate to traffic in gender stereotypes, but sometimes it's necessary to traffic in gender stereotypes. They exist for a reason. We observe them. We didn't invent them. Um, in general, men are more likely to want to get to the point. Women are more likely to want to provide detail to connect. So women will, will talk and my wife will tell me a story and she'll tell me every single thing that happened in the story. And all I'm thinking is, what's the end of the story? Where, where does this thing go? Right? And I try to stay focused on her details, but sometimes she kind of gets lost in the weeds. And that's very typical male-female communication. I'm not proud of it. It's something I've observed. Uh, a lot of you may have observed it as well. Women really like to share more detail, and men just want to cut to the chase. So what's better right, than texting when it comes to cutting to the chase? Hey, what's up? Uh, what are you wearing now? Want to come over? That's, talk about cutting to the chase. And texting is great for cutting to the chase. There, there's, no, there's no foreplay. You're just, you know, what are you doing right now? Right? It's, it's, it's very, very direct. Or, on the other hand, it's completely indirect. Right? He'll send a picture uh, from, his, you know, from his day. Hey, here's where I'm standing right now. But there's no message in there. And so these are like breadcrumbs of nothing that substitute for relationship communication. So... Uh, sure, there's some men who, who are different and they'll text all the time. Frankly, they, 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 they keep in touch more like women. If you've ever been with a guy who texted you 42 times a day, that's the typical male behavior. Right? You might write him a text that's like this long and he'll write back, cool. And you'll be like, what? I gave you all that and you come back with cool? Right? So in general, men are not going to say as much. They don't want to talk as much. They don't need to feel as connected. And I'm about as sensitive as guys come. And I remember when my wife would call me during my work day, back when we were first dating, right, and she'd call me at 5 o'clock when she got done and I was still working, and I'd pick up the phone, and I'd be, I'd be like growling at her. And she's like, I get the sense you don't like to be bothered while you're working. And I said, yeah, it's not your fault. You're not doing anything wrong, and I should probably have a better, more pleasant phone demeanor. But I want to talk when I want to talk. So this is a real conundrum where, where uh, men and women require different levels of communication. And uh, as I always talk about in relationships, life is but a Venn diagram. There's what you want, there's what he wants, and we're trying to find the point on the Venn diagram where the two things overlap, where you can get your emotional communication needs met, he can get his needs met without either of you feeling like you're sacrificing too much. Number th three reason why de texting is the death of communication is the false sense of power. And I don't like to talk about power dynamics in relationships. I, mean, I come from the place as a coach for women where women are the CEOs. If you don't like the way he's doing things, you show him how to do it. If he doesn't listen to you, you go find yourself another boyfriend. Right? So you don't want to have to exert power. You want someone who communicates the way you want, but sometimes you have to nudge him into it. And so the power dynamic gets exhibited in silence. Right? If you text me and I wait 24 hours to text you back for God knows what reason, What's happening on your end? You're probably flipping out. He usually texts me back. We were just texting. We were just texting like a minute ago, and poof, he's gone. And now an hour, an hour goes by, another hour goes by. You go to sleep, he still hasn't texted back. Is he breaking up with me? Is, is he dead? Is there another woman? Like Crazy stuff starts going on in your head based on the silence. Now, if you're talking to someone in person, that can't happen. That, that, that's never happened where two people are having a serious relationship discussion and a guy is like, poof, and he just walks out the door in the middle of the discussion. I'm making exaggeration. There's probably been someone who's, who's done that. But 
in general, when two people are discussing things in person, they, they're together, they're making eye contact, they're working things out, they're finding the nuance and they're finding the common ground if they're problem solving and not finger pointing, if they're good arguers. But even in the most benign things, right, uh, the false sense of power that comes with silence, being the person who hasn't responded, tilts things and makes the other person insecure because of that long period of silence. I remember being asked by Seventeen Magazine once, uh, could you interpret these texts for us? All right, sorry, Seventeen Magazine, I'm sure I'll never work for you again. Can you interpret these texts for us? And, and, and I swear to God, it was something like um, BRB, like it was like, you know, be right back. Um, it was a guy who was going to the bathroom and he was just saying, I'll be right back. What does that mean? Seventeen Magazine wanted to know. And I said, it means be right back going to the bathroom. It, do, it doesn't mean anything. That, there's no hidden meaning in that. But with texting, you could drive yourself crazy looking for hidden meaning, right? He, he usually says love, and this time he, he didn't say love. So what does that mean? Texting, by leaving that permanent record, sending it out into cyberspace, and then having it sit there in perpetuity on your phone to reflect and dissect, right, while you're waiting for a reply, is the stuff that makes people crazy. And so your answer to that is to do more of it, to do more texting, right, to be driven into more of these conversations because it's just what people do, it's just what guys do, it's just what millennials do, fuck that. that is, it, this is ineffective. This is not a matter of right or wrong. I don't judge you for texting. I'm telling you this is what happens when you text. Right? Everything I'm saying is stuff you've experienced because you live and die by the text. I don't. And then there's the creation of bad liars. Right? This isn't my idea. This was from an Elite Daily article, but it's interesting. Right? I, I didn't get your text. Bullshit. Right? Oh, I was really hung up with this. Bullshit. Right? Now you're asking someone to essentially lie to your face. You know you're being lied to your face because we know people's habits. Right? Hey, it's one thing if you know, he hopped into a movie and was unavailable for three hours, right? or if he's got a business meeting, or you know, vice versa. But we also know normal patterns and rhythms of communication. So not only does it create a weird power dynamic when someone goes silent, right? that can make you crazy, it also forces your partner right, to doesn't force, no one forces anybody to lie, but we become liars because of this form of communication, the same way people lie about their online dating profiles, because they can, because it's better for me to be 5'10 than to be 5'9, and then it's better for you to be uh, 39 than it is for you to be 40, and, right? This is just, this is all human. This is, this is how people react to this form of commu communication known as texting. So I, uh, I don't think I'm going to fix texting uh, today or in the second half of this podcast, but I am going to encourage you to come back for the second half. We're going to tell you exactly how to handle texting so that the man in your life is attracted to your form of communication and he's not repelled by it. Uh, it's really valuable stuff. Come right back. My name is Evan Marquez. This is the Love You Podcast. Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, we are continuing our conversation on texting. Um, 
The goal is to figure out how to get guys to want to talk to you, but we're really, if anything, just looking at texting from all these different angles and, and uh, uh, analyzing the flaws and trying to figure out how to work around them. Um, and again, I think the flaws are apparent. It, it, it's not that texting is inherently bad. It's that uh, the medium itself causes a lot of confusion and causes a lot of friction. You've met the guy who texts you 100 times uh, uh, after your first date. Um, that's a little much, right? You've met the guy who meets you and then texts you late on Saturday night to see if you're available, right? Maybe he already had a date. Maybe you already had a date. He just wants to see if you can come over. You've met the guy who texts you photographs without including any words. You've met the guy who texts you only when he wants to make plans and is radio silent otherwise. Uh, you've met the guy who texts sporadically. Sometimes he's really all excited and interested in you, right? Then he disappears for a couple weeks. So it's, in, it's, it's frequent enough to keep him in the game, but infrequent enough that it drives you crazy. And so you don't cut him off, but you remain confused. What does this guy want from me? So if these are such common archetypes, it begs the question, why do you still keep texting? That's, I'm not blaming you, I'm blaming texting, so you don't feel personally attacked. If this is what happens, if this is the nature of texting, why do you insist on doing it? Right? It's like the person who complains about her weight but never gets to the gym, or the guy who complains about his work situation but never looks for another job. Like, if texting's the problem and you insist on continuing to text because everybody else texts and you just have no choice but to follow, well, you're sort of getting what you deserve. So the fact remains that we text because it is the easiest, lowest maintenance form of communication. Right? Think about why men text. It is, I can text 10 women at the same time. I can literally sit, sit, sitting there, eating dinner, watching TV, and I could be having 10 different text conversations at the same time without actually having to pay attention to anybody on the phone. I could respond whenever I want. I could respond in one minute. I could respond in a half hour. I could respond the next day. And I could just juggle everybody at the same time. And it's so impersonal, and you know it's so impersonal, but the reason it happens is because you play along. You, you, you are a participant in this game that you don't like. And so you become part of his impersonal texting harem, and you probably have your own impersonal texting harem too. I don't want to throw men under the bus. They're doing what's right for them. Why should he spend an hour on the phone with you if he doesn't have to, if there's no demands and there's no expectations? He's got no incentive to. He's got a woman who he could literally text once a week who's going to come over and have sex with him. Why should he do anything more than that? So um, I want to quickly answer some of the questions that were asked of me on my blog. The things that I, I told you to go look up, I'm going to give you the short form answer right here. Why do guys send text messages to keep in touch? Because they want to. Because it takes virtually no time. Because he could text other people simultaneously. Because he could watch TV because he doesn't have to have a real conversation with you, but he could string you along until the next time you see him, and he can know that you're never going to go anywhere and that you'll be fine with it because you don't want to make waves or be that girl who makes a big deal about it. So there's no incentive for him to stop texting you. Should I text him? Well, if he's your boyfriend, it's different than the guy that you first started dating. If he's your boyfriend, you could do whatever you want. If he's not your boyfriend, I would do what is called mirroring, which is to respond quickly and warmly to his texts rather than initiating contact. Right? The definition of mirroring, but for me, is so that you don't end up chasing a guy down. Right? Hey Brad, I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, what are you doing this weekend? You don't need to do that. Right? 
hey, is everything okay? Um, you know, it, you, you've, uh, I, I know you had a busy week at work, but um, you know, I, I'm free this weekend, what's up? You don't have to do that. Um, early on, once he's your boyfriend, you have a different form of communication because you're a couple, right? You work that thing out together. And again, if texting is, you like texting your boyfriend, some, I know some people really like, I love texting with my boyfriend, it's our thing, great. As long as it's working for you, you don't find any of these difficulties that I've pointed out. If you discover that you have fights over text, maybe one of you should pick up the phone. But early on in dating, when you say, should I text him, the answer is no. He should text you, and you should respond as quickly as, and warmly as possible right? uh, instead of, this is not a game. The point is that you're not chasing him down. You're not trying to say, basically thinking, if I don't text him, I may never hear from him again. Because the truth is, if you never hear from him again, he's not much in terms of boyfriend material, is he? Right. Literally, if you stop texting him and he disappeared off the planet, what does that say? Right. Probably not your future husband. So, next question. Why won't my boyfriend text me back? Right. This was, again, this is a real question on my blog. Short answer. Similar to the other answer. Because he doesn't want to. Because he has nothing to say. Because you're annoying him. Because you didn't give him anything interesting to respond to because you didn't ask a direct question so he wasn't sure what to say, because you text him too much and he doesn't want to encourage you to do it more, because he's just not that into you. These are the exact same reasons you might not text a guy back, by the way. This is not something that I'm attacking you as a woman. This is the reasons that people don't text back when they can and there's no, their, their thumbs aren't broken. They're able to text, they just don't do it. It's largely just because they don't want to. My constant text messaging has driven my boyfriend away. I am not remotely surprised. Unwanted texts are like anything else on this planet. It's religion or money or children. Uh, if you're in a couple and you two are not on the same page with this issue, it's gonna be a hard road to hoe. Right? This is just different communication styles. So the issue isn't just constant text messaging. The text messaging is usually symbolic that of a greater level of needy neediness or anxiety. Um, and it imposes your neediness and anxiety on your boyfriend. The idea that somehow if he doesn't text you a hundred times a day, he doesn't care about you or he doesn't love you, which isn't true. Um, I love my mom. I call her once a week. She doesn't expect me to text her a hundred times a day. I was in love with my girlfriend. Um, all she asked of me was that I call her before I go to sleep each night. That was her request for me. She just wanted to talk to me once every day when we were not living together. I didn't have to text her a thousand times a day. I have a job. So he's not a lesser boyfriend because he can't keep up with your constant texting. He's a guy with a different communication style. He has a life. Right? And if he treats you well and he's a good boyfriend, I would not expect him to have to, to have this limitless amount of texting energy that you have. Um, to flip it over, I just answered a question in Glamour magazine, uh, and it's almost the, the reverse of this. It was a question from a woman who said, I have a boyfriend who wants to have sex three times a day. Uh, and I'm, I don't know that I could, I really want to please him. He's a great guy, but his needs are just too much for me. And uh, I, I'm willing to do it you know, every night uh, and twice on the weekends, but I, I just, three times a day, I just, just can't. All right. His needs in this situation <laughs> to have sex three times a day are unreasonable needs. Right? They're completely unreasonable needs. And he's gonna have a hard time anybody 
finding anybody who meets his needs, just as the woman who texts 100 times a day because she's insecure and needs to be in constant touch, she's going to have a hard time finding a boyfriend who has the bandwidth to do that. So you're not wrong for wanting to feel connected to your boyfriend, um, but it might not be effective in terms of communicating with your boyfriend. Um, if you've ever had a guy who texts you more than you text him, I'm positive the words needy, desperate, and stalker have come into your mind. So please consider that before you go on a big texting binge with a guy who doesn't like texting. And so for the, uh, the climax, how to make a guy call instead of texting you, not surprisingly, my answer is old school. It is not up to him to suddenly decide that he wants to stop texting. Why? Because he likes texting. It works for him. It is the easiest, basest, shortest form of communication. He wants to do it that way. But we forget something. When a guy likes you, he wants to please you. It's in his best interest to please you. It's not all about him. And any guy who makes it all about him is not good boyfriend material either. So if a guy is courting you, right, dating you, calling you, planning, texting, paying, making an effort, and he's acting kind of boyfriend-like, but text is his favorite thing, and text is not your favorite thing, right, um, you're tacitly condoning his behavior. Right? If you're left with, he only texts me, and you don't like it, again, if you like it, ignore this whole podcast. We're, we're talking about people who don't like it. The same way when I talk about sex and I'd recommend that people have sex within the context of a committed relationship instead of you know, no strings attached sex, if you're fine with having no strings attached sex, go ahead. This is only for the people who are not fine with it. So you're condoning his incessant texting. So we've already established, what incentive does he have to step up to the plate right? if he can get away with texting? Why should he call? Why should he plan dates? Right? If he could text you Friday night at 10, say, come over, and you do it, you, you, you're teaching him this is how this will work. You don't have to treat me any better. You don't have to put in any more effort. Right? You don't have to spend any more time, any more money, any more energy on me. I'm at your beck and call. All you have to do is type in a couple characters on your phone. You want a guy to treat you like a serious relationship candidate as opposed to part of a texting harem, then insist on being treated th that way. And you could do so in a way that's not bitchy or cold or confrontational or needy. It's warm. It shows that you have boundaries. Right? And you're teaching him, here's how I would like you to talk to me. Right? So he texts you, thanks, cutie. I turn off my cell phone at night, but you could call me on my landline after 9. Talk to you then, exclamation point, smiley face. Ah, oh, Jeff, you're adorable, but if you want to see me, you're going to have to try a little harder. You have your phone in your hand. I have my phone in my hand. Press the little green dial button see what happens. Glad to hear you're having a great day, Brad. You know what would make it even better? If you were to hear the dulcet tones of my voice, smiley face, hit me up tonight after I get back from the gym, okay? I'm around after 6.30. You're literally telling him what to do. Pick up the goddamn phone and call me. It would make me happy. And a guy who wants to make you happy is going to do so. A guy who doesn't is going to be like, I don't want to talk on the phone. Well, next, I want a guy who is willing to give me a little bit more communication in between dates than, than one-line texts. So if the guy doesn't respond, if he ignores your request for phone time, and if he treats the phone simply as a mode for texting, you know what you do? You cut him loose. Right? Really. This is, this is important, right? It doesn't matter if he's cute, and it doesn't matter if he's smart, and it doesn't matter if he's funny, it doesn't matter if you've got great sex. If you don't like the way he communicates with you, that means you're only happy the one or two, day, two days a week you see him, 
right? The, the other five days a week, you, you might as well not even have a boyfriend and you're miserable waiting for some crumb from him. So he needs to be able to give you more. You're not wrong for wanting more communication and connection. You just have to show him how, right? Not from a place of anger or fear, like this is what I need from the guy that I'm seeing. If, I'm showing you how, it's not a lot of effort. If you're willing to do it, great. And if you're not, I'm willing to cut you loose. That, that's CEO energy, right? I'm showing, you're the intern here. You don't say this. You're the intern here. I'm gonna show you how to succeed at this company. And if you can't follow these simple directions, like giving me a call before you go to sleep, then I guess we're not gonna work out, right? And here's the speech. You seem like a good guy, Alan, but I'm not looking for a texting buddy. I'm looking for a boyfriend. And since all you've done is text me twice a week for the past six weeks without any increased effort, I'm gonna take that as a sign that you're not that interested in a relationship. No hard feelings. I wish you the best of luck in your search. Take care. And you can do that by text. So don't be afraid that you're losing your potential boyfriend. You're not. You're freeing yourself up of the burden of waiting for some guy to give you what you need, the feeling of security of knowing that he's thinking about you every single day. If he cared about you, he'd want to call you. He'd want to see you more. He'd want to commit to you instead of being the once or twice a week text guy for two, three, four months. So the texter has already shown his stripes. All you're doing when you're doing what I'm telling you to is calling him on what you see and don't like. My name is Evan Marcast. This is the Love You Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Um, if you like what you see here, like what you uh, hear, Subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. Go to evanmarkkatz.com, give me your name and email address, and right now I am giving you a special gift. Two weeks free in Love You on confidence, the single most important trait that you need to have to attract quality men for the rest of your life. Right? Great stuff, and it's going to give you a boost of confidence, optimism, and clarity on how to let go of the pain of the guys in your past and date with a bright new future, attract better men into your life. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash free dash trial to get two weeks free in Love You and try it out for yourself. It's my gift to you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, next week, I'm going to be with my friend Jonathan Astley. He's another male dating coach. He'll be the first guy I've interviewed in the Love You podcast, and he specializes in helping women navigate midlife dating and relationship dilemmas. You're not going to want to miss it, so I'll see you then. Thank you.